Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. My mindset is more about the land um, and trying to maximise the the benefits and the return from that land. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Torrance Shum and in this episode, we're back speaking with multiple business owner and seasoned investor, Steve Stamp. Keep listening to find out more about his investment strategies his businesses and the resources he used to inform and condition his mindset. As we heard in a previous episode with Stemp, his first investment was a four-acre block of land which ended up being a great investment simply due to good timing. That had no no improvements, no house. It was a four-acre piece of land which had a fa- which was fenced uh, was a, uh, in a rural setting. So, as I say, it was my first first property purchase, and it, and it was all for motion. I thought it was a good idea. However, Stemp knows future investments require a lot more knowledge and strategy. It turned out that it was a, a, a good idea, but um, you know things have. Um, definitely changed in my mindset um, towards uh, trying to, to maximise the, um, the benefit or, or try and unlock the value of, of land or property. Um, so I look, at, I look at land now and, and dual key is uh, pretty much a case in point. Um, dual key homes um, now, you know, puts together... Um, land and house and try to maximise the benefit out of that one block of land. So, you know, two income streams, um, positive cash flow positions. Um, the way of the past was, you know, negative gearing, negative gearing, negative gearing, and you only have to tip in this much amount of money each each week. Um, so just trying to um, provide a, a better vehicle and so that you don't have to tip in money each week. Um, so that it can meet the commitment of the interest payment, that it can meet the commitment of the expenses of the property. So my, my mindset is more about the land um, and trying to maximise the, the, the benefits and the return from that land. As he's been investing for so long, Stemp typically holds onto his properties before looking into developing them. I've held property currently, but in the most part of I've uh, maximised the benefits from from the um, the land purchased and developed and moved on and sold. So there was a bit that that was, that was a you know a business that was working in, alongside of um, of the uh, the mortgage the lending lending business. So um, 
I've got. I'm going to be doing a development um, in the new year. Just um, having a bit of a struggle with one car park, so I'm doing a, a development on the Gold Coast, which um, that was a that was a property that I've um, held held um, since the, since the late '90s. So looking to um, provide put together a, a three-story five five-unit development there. Um, so we're we're almost. Uh, um, Almost got the DA in, in place for that. So I'm excited about doing that one in the coming year. Stemp describes his current portfolio and it's worth? Currently, six properties. And approximate ballpark figure on that would be uh, about three and a half, 3.5. Um, million in um, personal holdings. Another aspect of his strategy apart from developing is to hold properties that aren't costing him. The one that I just spoke about previously, I'm, I'm yeah, looking forward to putting uh, the five-unit development on the on the coast here. So currently there's two, two um, properties, well, two buildings. It's a duplex on, on that property. So... Um, that's uh, that's definitely going to um, be a good outcome in terms of um, equity position and, and um, self servicing of the of the of the lending. Um, so uh, yeah, that'll I'll uh, continue to hold that one. I've, 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 wherever, wherever I've got a position where it's not costing, they're my holds. Stemp believes his mindset and strategy are products of his early work experience with developers. That stems directly from my, you know, my introduction into real estate when I when I um, was, was selling to the developers and then chose to do it myself. So there was a message there in the in the early stages that said that the value had the the land has a value um, and it's a matter of maximizing maximizing that position. Stemp evaluates why he entered into real estate and investment. I think I was. I've always been comfortable with real estate. It's been the. It's been the security position. Um, always been able to, if need be, to sell it. Um, proviso on that is the mining towns and areas that you that you don't know. But um, most of the assets or all the other assets held have always been in in areas where there's um, good infrastructure, employment, and parks and schools and, and everything that else that supports a, a good asset. So um, always good position to be able to leverage off those properties. Um, so it allows you the ability to, to purchase um, other good investments. So um, properties, it's, it's just been stable and, 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 um, and you pretty much can bank on it. Having started buying so young, Stemp didn't face the challenge that some people in that position would today. But he still has a strategy for the current market. Because I started at a young age, I had confidence in property because it was a good outcome. I think the only thing that was restricting, and I think it's restricting for for anybody investing, is you know, is, are the banks going to support? You know, to, you know, at some point you 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 come to an end in terms of um, you know, um, to your income is your income what's your maximum lending position so 
Um, that that would be the only restriction in terms of, but that certainly wasn't a mindset. It was just um, the ability. If I could do it, then at the time, then then I then I would do it. Um, uh, and again, that goes back to um, dual dual key. So providing a product where you're actually in front of the in, the interest curve is is a better proposition um, going forward than um, having to to um, to be in a negative negative gear position, which is which has taken more income stream away from you. So if you want to move forward to get up to get further property, then um, then it can become a that can become difficult with the lending position. Depend, obviously, depending on who, on your incomes. Stamp shares in more detail exactly the goal of his company, Dual Key, for his clients. Dual Key, it's it's been established um, since. 2016, so it's rel- it's relatively new. Um, and it's, it's it's been established primarily to, to provide an investment property vehicle uh, for positive 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 cash flow. So um, in in uh, areas of growth. So we're based in between we're based in southeast southeast Queensland. So. We concentrate on property from the Gold Coast through to the Sunshine Coast, um, and we're, as I say, we're we're looking to to put together properties that are supported by you know good infrastructure and and low rent low rent rental positions and um, and and positive gearing. His specialty is in dual occupancy homes under single title. So the difference between the dual key is that there's. Um, one title, two dwellings with a, with a common firewall. Uh, one side could be a three-bedroom, the other side could be a two-bedroom or one-bedroom or four-bedroom, two-bedroom. So one set of rates but two income streams on one title. So a duplex, yeah, duplex is the two dwellings but each has got an individual title. We do duplexes, um, triplexes um, and, and dual keys. So... Um, we're, we're looking to maximise that benefit, as I say, out of, out of that out of the block of land, um, and, it's, and ensure that it's supported by you know good infrastructure around it. This isn't the common duplex scenario, nor a house and granny flat situation. Common is that it's um, they're side by side. They look they look like a duplex with a common wall, but it's on one title. That's what a dual key or a dual occupancy um, dwelling is. Um, so I, I suppose, in just to give you an idea, if you know a package um, up here, uh, four hundred ninety thousand, and so the costs were ten thousand to um, purchasing costs. Uh, so let's just say for round numbers, we had five hundred thousand uh, dollar investment. We'd um, you'd, you'd look at getting about six hundred twenty dollars a week for that. So it'd be three eighty for the three bedroom and two forty for the Two bedroom on each side, so that, that reflects about a six point five percent return. So thirty two thousand dollars thereabouts a, a year. Um, and then if you borrowed the loan at say four and a half percent, if it was um, P and I, you can do a little bit better. And if um, sorry for interest only, uh, you can do a little bit better rates there. But um, that would be you know twenty two and a half thousand dollars a year for the for the interest payment. So 
there's we've got that we've we've got a uh, ten thousand dollar um, head start, and obviously then we we take out the rates, insurance, landlord insurance, and managing agent. So we can put you could be holding that property. We can minimize we're minimizing the risk. Uh, so if one tenant goes, you haven't you know you haven't got your full vacancy position. So we're minimizing the risk, putting the property into a positive cash flow position. And um, and anchoring it into an, an area that uh, is supported with the infrastructure. Yeah, and that's great because you know from day one it's positive cash flow. Therefore, it, it can cover itself without us having to put any more money into it. That's right, and so and that makes it easier if for for your investors moving forward that it's actually not a drain on your on your income or your primary income um, that you're actually you're actually in a positive position. So. Um, as I said earlier, with the banks over the past few months, they're tightening and, and um, where the Royal Commission, how that all ends up and, and how the banks react is going to be, watch this space, because um, there's, there's certainly tightening going on. And um, and having a having a negative, ne- negative cash flow investment position is you know, not going to assist going forward. Stamp reminds us why the areas in these properties are ideal investments. And I think the perception for the area of, of where Jewel Key Homes is, is based, you know, Brisbane and South East Queensland's um, very affordable um, in comparison to, um, you know, the, the, the big cities of, um, of Sydney and, and Melbourne currently. So, you know, packages... You know, around that five hundred thousand dollars and returning six and a half, up to seven percent in some interest, it's, is is um, you know it's quite incentivising. So um, Brisbane hasn't hasn't had a, a lot of growth over since the um, since the um, over the last last yeah yeah a few years, but, but it's been slow and it's been steady and it's been stable growth. But you know, the government's going to be spending some. Some some big spend shortly on infrastructure in in around that Brisbane city area. So um, there's, I think it's just positive signs for that area. Coming up after the break, we'll explore the ways that Steve Stamp developed his mindset and strategy over the years. I did have mentors. Um, they came in. I didn't I didn't um, sort them as such, but they for whatever reason they came into my, into my life. Other places he sourced his information from. That's a real good overhead uh, overview of you know what market, what's happening in the marketplace. You know where's the oversupply, where's the undersupply. What he'll be looking forward to in the near future. I'm excited about that property journey. I think it's uh, it, it will be successful. All that and much more coming up next. I'm Tyrone Shump, and you're listening to Property Investory. Like many others, Stemp had mentors that helped him on his investment journey. They came in. I didn't. I didn't um, sort them as such, but they, for whatever reason, they came into my, into my life. One was a developer who was working for a bank at the time, and the other other fellow was became my um, my partner in Swift Home Loans. Retired since, but both were both were in the banks. Um, both very conservative. Both very ethical. People and they, um, 
they were they were they were they were really really good guides in in terms of um, keeping keeping me grounded and understanding numbers and and how 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 properties properties worked. Um, yeah, they, they they were definitely definitely the mentors. After those after those gentlemen, then it's people that have come into into my life and and I respect them in terms of the their their business and their acumen and and their the you know professionals in their field. So I've I've got people around me that um, that I trust, um, and, and you know, and, and you can't unless you, you need to have those in your you need to have those in your life. They need to be they need to be there. So um, even if it's only just to bounce off your views and your ideas and, and get some feedback from them. He also reads up on reports to give him further knowledge in investment and business skills. I'm not a real big book reader as such, Tyrone. Um, you know, I, 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 when I do pick up a book, I have read that Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, and uh, did get a lot out of that because I, could, I could, could sort of see, you know, from... Uh, from my from my uh, from my dad's position, where um, yeah, I, I could sort of relate to that book, and also um, the Richard Richard uh, Branson's the some of the issues and challenges he had on, on his journey through, like um, you know, really really good reflective uh, information. Outside of that, um, I read a lot of um, you know reports, property reports, values reports, just. Uh, just uh, trying to just trying to keep constant in the market and see where the trends and the shifts may be going. His position being in the finance sector gives him access to reports that are helpful to him. Well, fortunately enough, being in finance, we get we get sent the um, you know all of the uh, the primary uh, valuers that put out their reports on a on a three monthly basis, sometimes a, a six monthly basis. But that that's a real good overhead. Uh, Overview of you know what market what's happening in the marketplace, you know where's the oversupply, where's the undersupply. Um, uh, yeah, they're they're a, they're a very good source, and where they and where where they see the trends going, um, and and also, you know, when we're in in finance itself, when you when you get valuers valuations coming through and and the, and the comments and uh, that they that they're making in, in specific areas as well in terms of market um, you know uh, oversupply uh, vacancy rates so they're, they're the type of reports I, I, I like to to dig into yeah is that something that the public can get access to if, if there's any recommendations or is it something that only mortgage you I'm quite sure I'm quite sure that they could. Um, I could go to the websites of um, of the property valuers that are pretty much the mainstream f- across the lenders. Um, I'm pretty sure that they do make that make those reports available. He explains how useful these reports are to him. It covers, um, you know, resident. Well, covers residential, commercial, industrial. But um, you know, I'm, my interest is residential real estate. Um, and and so it um, it is it, it it just puts the warnings out in the event of you know if you were wanting to buy a unit in the last couple of years in Brisbane you probably wouldn't um, you know because of the the oversupply that's that's in that's in the city but that's working its way through so those sort of those, that that sort of information uh, for someone who wants to 
to invest is, is, is great, is ideal. Sent reveals the best advice he's ever received. Best advice I've ever received, um, hold assets if they're not costing you and you make your, you make your profit at the point of the purchase. A lot of people think you're making the money at, at the end when you make you realise the uh, the sale. But if you purchase if you purchase correctly, that's 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 when you've um, you've actually you've done yourself a good service. You've done you've done a good deal. Stem's personal habits reinforce what he believes about surrounding yourself with good support. I, I know I've said it. Um, Previously, but I think it's just about relationships and mentors and getting good people beside you that you can you can just sound off of, um, and you res- and and someone that you can respect the, the advice that they they they're giving you, and then re- and then you know then research that. But my habits, I just like forming good relationships, and you know with ethical. Um, well, you know, professionals in the industry, and um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's answering the question in terms of a habit, but that's I'm, I'm just big on good relationships. If Steve Stamp met himself ten years ago, he'd have this advice to give. I would have said, um, don't, don't buy, um, yeah, I would have said, don't buy uh, real estate that's. The underlying value of it is um, industry and and one specific industry is like like the mining industry. And if you are and you have fully researched it, um, maybe not go in. Um, you know, just dip your toes and, and don't do what I did because um, yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of pain that goes along the way when when you do that. So yeah, definitely the last ten years I bought. I bought real estate that were underpinned by specific industries in a white spot, for for example. And if that specific industry turns belly up, then that has a direct effect on your asset. Instead, he would advise himself to buy in infrastructure. Come, come if you want, you know, um, conservative approach to investing with with long term gain. Stay in the infrastructure. So stay where the employment is, stay where the schools are, the private schools, the sporting clubs, the rail, stay in the infrastructure. Your asset, is it going to double in seven years? I don't know, but it's surely going to hold its position if there's employment there and there will be steady growth. And if you can um, purchase property and it's not costing you anything, then that's that's really a blue chip investment. (laughs) Sam has a lot to look forward to in the next five years of his investment journey. In the next five years, I'm excited about what. Uh, um, well, personally, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to next year to develop the property on the Gold Coast, and I'm and I'm uh, excited about Jewel Key Homes. Uh, it's it's getting good traction. Uh, people are as we've you know as we uh, sell our message into the marketplace. Uh, we're using a digital platform. Um, Jewel Key Homes, uh, is, it, you know, it, it provides property that is uh, a good investment um, in the right areas, positive cash flow, um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about that property journey.
think it's, uh, it will be successful. He recognizes the challenges upcoming in the market and the opportunities it will provide. I think the biggest challenge in the short term is, is definitely the banking industry. Um, it's already adjusted. It's adjusting and it's adjusted over the last three or four months and I believe it'll be adjusting even further. So they're going to be um, tightening. So if, if um, you've got the ability to, to invest in, um, in growth areas and the bank allows you um, to be able to do that, then um, I think there'll be better returns in, in that real estate market than there will be in uh, leaving the money in the bank. Stemp acknowledges that both luck and skill played a role in his investment success. At the start, it was luck. <laughs> it, was yeah, yeah. it was definitely yeah. luck. Um, <laughs> I would like to think that you know the, my background in finance um, and the properties over the over my time, you know, I've got a fair fair knowledge of uh, what to do and what not to do. Um, I definitely know what not to do. Um, so um, I, I think I've moved more into the skill and knowledgeable area. <laughs> I would like to think so. If you're interested in getting in contact with Steve Stemp, here's how. Probably best um, if if they come onto the Dualkey Homes website, which is www.dualkeyhomes.com. That's not a not a day, not a .au on the end .com, um, and then they can they can um, just make contact, push the contact bar, and then put their name and just leave a little message in there that they was they would listen to the podcast or you know that um, yeah. And that they can they can um, ask for me to make contact with them. I'll be more than happy to do so. Um, love to have a chat and um, and uh, yeah, share some more experiences. Thank you so much to Steve Stamp for joining us on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com.